Hello and welcome to another bubble, the Western bubble. My name is Dario and I'm here with Balder. If you don't know who we are, please listen to our regular episodes as this is the second of our extra episodes where we pick items from the news that scream Western bubble. In these segments, we give quick commentary on how we interpret these events. Today, we will talk about Putin's announcement to suspend the START agreement. Balder, very quickly, why are we talking about this overall? Why does this scream Western bubble to us? Well, here you've got the leader of a country with about 6,000, 5,500 nuclear warheads who makes an important announcement about their attitude rather than actual action, but attitude towards non-proliferation. That is big news. That is important news that has an impact on the whole world. And yet you see a weird combination of, on the one hand, media trying to ignore it in the West, um, because if you listen to Putin, you take him apparently seriously and you shouldn't do that because he's evil, because he's invading Ukraine. Or the Western media and Western politicians talking about, haha, this shows how evil Putin is and it all it, it should give us more ammunition to fight him. Instead of saying, hang on, we know that there's a war in Ukraine going on, but the world is now actually a little bit less safe because of these events, because of Putin's announcement, which is directly related to the past year. Surely that is something that should make us think for a second, analyze, okay, do we have a role to play in this? Are we part of this? Should we hold ourselves accountable for certain actions that go beyond Ukraine? Or is Ukraine really the only thing that matters? And right now it seems as if Ukraine is the only thing that matters. We do not like being held accountable for the bigger picture. Well, and just to catch everyone up to speed, Russian President Vladimir Putin announced in a State of the Nation address on the 21st of February that Moscow is suspending its participation in the new Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty, the last remaining arms control treaty between the United States and Russia. The 2011 treaty placed verifiable limits on the number of intercontinental ballistic missiles and nuclear warheads deployed by the countries. This included mutual controls of each other's arsenals. However, when we look at you know, this news item, I think it is important to say that the you know, mutual controls of each other's arsenals, they have been suspended for a little bit longer than just now with this announcement. They have actually been suspended since the beginning of the pandemic. However, it's the you know, symbolic gesture of not picking it up again officially that I think is what is the actual news item here. Yes, this is also not the start of a major policy change as far as we know from Moscow. It's not as if Moscow all of a sudden is going to behave very differently with respect to its nuclear arsenal. Um, but if you understand nuclear non-proliferation efforts, um, certainly the limitation of how uh, and to what extent nuclear weapons can be uh, deployed if you understand that to be a long-term process of trust building, of long-term dialogue, of long-term verification, where countries actually open their information flows to each other, then this is a significant symbolic step backwards. Uh, you know, it's one of those things, like every time you take a step backwards, it will take a very long time to recover that level of trust. Now, this is, of course, shouldn't be any surprise because we've done everything for the past year to isolate Putin because of the war in Ukraine. We've done everything to make him the, the evil genius about to conquer the world. And we've completely forgotten that there's more to Russia than simply Ukraine, that there is a 
bigger picture beyond Ukraine. Instead, we are acting as if the war in Ukraine is the only thing that matters. And as a result, anything to defeat Russia, to defeat Moscow, to defeat Putin goes. That is playing with fire. That is incredibly dangerous. And unfortunately, now people listening to this, me saying this, I am, I'm sure a few of, li of the listeners at least um, will go, oh, bother, now you're being bullied into submission by Putin. No, this has nothing to do with being bullied into submission. This is just understanding that Vladimir Putin is the leader of a country with five and, five and a half thousand nuclear warheads that could actually destroy the whole planet. And as a result, we need to take that seriously. See, yesterday I actually um, attended an event where, you know, it was uh, about the one year anniversary of uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um, and there were also a few speakers up there and obviously the nuclear topic came up as well. Um, and then one of the speakers reacted in exactly this way. He said, oh, we shouldn't be bullied by Putin um, into submission. We, we should actually go ahead of the wave. You know, we should react to uh, Russia's actions before they come up. You know, we should really push uh, for more weapons to Ukraine. And we should, you know, when we make these decisions, not take into account Putin. And I, to be honest, I almost fell over, <laughs> you know, I almost fell off my chair, um, thinking that that's a very interesting approach to international relations, to say the least, that when you think about your actions, is that you do not take into account the reactions uh, of others. This, I mean, no matter what you think about Putin personally, I mean, I think there's a very good case to be made that, you know, he has broken uh, international rules and order and he has invaded another country. And we've said multiple times in the past that you shouldn't do that. But not taking into account a man who happens to sit on the biggest nuclear arsenal of this planet, I think that's foolish, to say the least. Yes, it is absolutely foolish. But it is also incredibly... Um, self-serving in the short term and sort of surrendering the long term, right? It is self-serving in the short term because it makes us feel comfortable to simplify this scenario. There's one thing that matters. Russia needs to be defeated because of what happened to Ukraine rather than understanding that long-term well-being of the planet requires still some kind of dialogue with Moscow. It still requires some type of um, connection that allows us to create some kind of peace unless you think that somehow Ukrainian tanks are going to roll into Moscow and are going to annex the Russia surely there's going to be a scenario in the future where Russia actually has to be engaged with again and this attitude of not wanting to face that reality this attitude of simply myopically looking at what happens on the battlefield in Ukraine is it's it's it frustratingly idiotic. See, so this was one of the three reactions, simply saying, oh, we do not want to be bullied into a submission. One of the other reactions was then exaggerating this entire you know item of news, exaggerating the fact that Putin is no longer part of this treaty. So what is the dynamic here exactly? Why are people exaggerating and what's the problem with that? Well, of course, if you so put yourself in the... In, in the mindset of someone who has for the past year been obsessed with defeating Putin, not just, and, and let's be clear, that is different from saying getting Russian troops out of Ukraine, that those two things are two different issues. One is Russia needs to be pushed back because they had no right to invade Ukraine. I, that's obvious. The other thing is 
now we're going to go after Putin and his 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 criminal gang in the Kremlin. That's a whole different thesis. That's a whole different um, issue. If you've spent the past year telling yourself that you are bravely in fighting this fight against this deeply evil, psychotic um, dictator named Vladimir Putin, then the moment he makes this announcement, then you're going to interpret this as, ah, he's now threatening the world war with war World War III. He's now about to launch nuclear missiles at Ukraine, or he's threatening NATO with nuclear holocaust. That makes perfect sense from that mindset. In reality, of course, that is not what Putin is planning, as far as we know. Um, there is no reason to assume that that is what he was hinting at with respect to his speech. But it helps you then once again reinforce this image of the only thing that matters is getting this man and his government out of power. Again, thereby increasing the, the vicious circle, the, the horrible problem that we've created for the whole world over this past year. And the last reaction, apart from not being bullied, but also not exaggerating it, the last reaction we want to talk about here is simply ignoring it. You know, oh, Putin made this announcement. Who cares? He's a crazy man and he announces things all day long. Yes, yeah, so I would argue that this is the slightly less fanatical approach where intelligent journalists and also inte intelligence politicians understand that Putin is not straight away threatening World War III, that this is very much a symbolic speech, that it doesn't have major short-term consequences. Um, but they also understand that this is a reminder that there is more to Russia than simply what happens on the battlefields in Ukraine. And that is sort of cognitive dissonance, right? Because they have been writing about Ukraine all the time and they do not want to deal with the complexity called Russia in its full multi-dimensional uh, multi state. They, they simply want to simplify Russia. So if you all of a sudden recognize like, oh, hang on, actually, we have to be a little bit careful here because there is there are bigger questions at stake when it comes to Russia that go beyond Ukraine then does that mean that we critically have to assess our own behavior towards Ukraine? Well, we don't really want to do that. That makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable. So let's ignore it. Let's just act as if the speech has absolutely no value whatsoever. And all these three approaches, so ignoring it, you know, exaggerating it, and not wanting to be bullied by this announcement, are they making the world less safe in turn? Because we are no longer seeing Russia as this complicated matter in international affairs, but simply as the force that's invading Ukraine? Yes, it, 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 it clearly does. We currently are moving ourselves into a situation where we have no longer the ability to connect with Russia, even to connect with um, other countries beyond Russia, right? Because we're creating this very much black and white picture. And... The world is less safe because it is simply not true that the only thing that matters is getting Russia out of Ukraine. And we don't have the tools anymore to deal with anything else. I, I have no doubt that, that Russia is not going to win the war in Ukraine, and that's a good thing. But Russia not winning the war in Ukraine doesn't mean that at some point all problems will be solved. In fact, we will have created many, many more problems with this kind of attitude. And unfortunately, very, very few people write about this because we have all brainwashed ourselves into believing that we're into in this kind of 
Western movie with we're the white hats and, and the Russians are the black hats and all we need to do is kill them and then the problem will be solved. So what would be the reasonable reaction to this? I could imagine that some of our listeners are sitting there thinking that, oh, maybe I react in one of those ways. I personally know that more or less try to ignore that items of, that item of news simply because I thought it was being exaggerated by the media. Um, but so as, a, as someone who is part of the Western bubble community, how should, how should someone react um, without falling into any of the three traps that we uh, outlined before? Well, this in many ways is typical of how we should have reacted for the past year, right? There is absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, it is right to say Russia committed, if you like, an international crime, whatever you want to call it, by invading another country. It is right and proper for the international community to come together and to say, Russia, get out of Ukraine. It's There's a strong case to be made to even support Ukraine in many, uh, militarily, I mean, with, with, with weapon deliveries and all that. You can have all of that. You, you can make all of those cases without simplifying it into a singular issue. And so the, the weird reaction of the West this week to Putin's speech is very typical of the obsessive mindset that we have created. The way to get out of that is to say Ukraine is one thing, but we still have to deal with Russia as a important and possibly threatening country beyond Ukraine. And so when Putin has a speech like this, we have to think, okay, where is our accountability here? Did we do things that made the world less uh, safe? Did we trigger uh, this reaction from Moscow that now means that, that, that we're one small step closer to very, very significant global problems? And Saying that is not the same as giving in to Putin. It is just realizing the obvious truth that Vladimir Putin reacts to world affairs just like we react to world affairs and we create a scenario in which he behaves in a certain way. You want to influence Putin, you want the world to be a better place, take some accountability for your actions. This was the second of our extra episodes as in addition to our regular ones. Speaking of our regular episodes... Um, the next two episodes that we will be recording will deal exactly with this topic. So in the first one, the one coming out next Wednesday, we will talk about nuclear weapons in general. Who has them? Why do they have them? Um, what are the dangers? Are there dangers? Um, maybe what are the safe sides to nuclear weapons? And then in the episode after that, we will be talking more about nuclear proliferation and nuclear non-proliferation. And here, very much from a Western bubble perspective. We will be grateful for your feedback to this new format and questions that you can submit to thewesternbubble at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening and keep the comments coming. Mm -hmm.